Welcome back, everybody, to Red Zone Ramblin'. Man, it has been far too long to quote Madden. The long drought is finally over, and football is back. And with football being back, that means we are back. So, as always, I am John. Glad to be joined here with uh, the the crew, the gaggle of co-hosts, uh, and super excited to have the boys back here. As always, let's just do a real quick roundtable. Uh, introduce yourselves, everybody. Say, hey, what's up? What have you been up to? Uh, so on and so forth. Let's go do go through the list like this. Let's see. Let's go Matt, Dave, then Joe. Why don't you round us out? and take us on into the actual heart of the show. So Matt, how you been, buddy? Oh man, as you said, I am so happy to be back here, my friend. It, uh, it's been a long off season, but you know what? Here we are getting back into getting back into ball. It's getting colder up here in Chicago. I mean, colder for August, it's like mid seventies. So can't complain, but um, you know, it's me, it's Matt, Mr. Chaos, as I think we, we decided upon, uh, last season so ready to bring some uh, chaotic hot takes into this mix oh that is what we need i can't wait the the chaos of the red hot takes is is what i live for these days what about you dave how have you been buddy welcome back oh john it's great to be back um no i've been doing great getting uh really pumped for watching some buffalo bills football this year um i think there's no doubt in my mind that the Bills are going to be going undefeated and winning the Super Bowl. Um, but John, Matt, Joe, as always, it's great to be back. I look forward to um, hopefully a full season of talking some football with you guys. Oh, I think it's going to be a blast, man. You got them Buffalo Bills coming in uh, hot themselves. So super excited to continue to chat through some of that and your red hot takes there. But now, of course, we saved the best for last, the smartest among us. Uh, Joe, welcome back to the show, buddy. How you been? Well, that is awfully generous of you, John. Uh, I have been fantastic. Thank you very much. I am, um, again, mirroring much of the sentiment you guys have been putting forward, looking very forward to this season. Um, not that excited about my Saints, to be honest, um, but we'll see how it pans out. I think they can either be great or they can be terrible. I don't think there's going to be a middle ground. And I am sick of watching the Cubs at this point. I am done with baseball. I can't even look at the TV when they're on anymore. I just, I simply can't do it. Um, I'm sure Dave uh, on the South side somewhat agrees with me there with his White Sox, but um, I digress. Let's, uh, let's get into this stuff. Let's talk about the upcoming 2022 season. Um, we got a lot of interesting things that happened this offseason and a lot of players moving around, interesting draft picks. Um, John, I want to go straight to you. What are some of your uh, your takes about this season? Who do you think is going to be coming out on top? Uh, you know, tell me about your Packers. Tell me about who you think is going to be leading the pack this year on uh, in the AFC, maybe the NFC, too. Oh, hell yeah. No, I am so glad you you kicked it straight to me. So first off, right off the bat, I want to get one thing really clear about the Green Bay Packers. We are still going to win the division. It's hands down going to win the division. The you got the Chicago Bears over here, the shit Chicago Bears in their shit stadium. Uh, 
they're out here bragging about going three and zero in the preseason. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll let you hang up your fake banners. Let's roll them on out. You and the Vikings can can be out there celebrating your non victories uh, and win when it matters. Now, I want to be clear. I understand the Packers for the past several years have not been able to win when it matters. Uh, I think that changes up a little bit this year. We'll see how we go. I still firmly believe we're going to make the playoffs. But here's my hot take with the Packers. Here's what I firmly believe. Packers fans are going to have to get used to something, uh, something a little bit different, something about the Green Bay Packers that we've not seen in over 40 years. And it is simply this. I think we're going to be a run first team this year with a lot of check down and short passes to them tight ends, man. We understand what we got out there in wide receivers. We're going to have them boys come out. They're going to do their best. Uh, we got a lot of young talent that has to develop. Sammy Watkins, can he make it through a full season? Fuck, I don't know. We'll find out. But uh, right now, well, at least, you know, he'll kill it in week one. (laughs) Oh, 100 percent. So if you if you haven't, you know, definitely draft him for at least week one of your fantasy league, then trade him off immediately because he will go down. But on top of the NFC, man, the NFC is a stacked place right now, in my opinion. You've got a lot of pretty good teams uh, at the top and then you have a massive gap from everybody else. So I'm thinking. You've got, I will say legitimately, I think the Packers are going to be up there contending. Obviously, Tampa Bay with a coked out Tom Brady is going to be up there contending. Because I don't know if you've seen Tom <laughs> since he came back from that break. But he, he, he either found the white fairy dust or he got some plastic surgery done. But I'm not going to knock it because we just found out, thanks to Joe Rogan, that Aaron Rodgers is popping Percocets on Sunday morning before he goes out to ball. So, you know, whatever it takes, I guess. They're out there playing at the top of their game still in the AFC I am going to transition over those are my two big ones in the NFC in the AFC oh man you want to talk about a stacked fucking conference you got them Buffalo Bills out there honestly I think the Chargers gonna look pretty decent this year gonna be real interesting to see what happens with them and you obviously cannot discount the LA Rams, man, they just came off a Super Bowl victory. They brought back a lot of their key players. They're going to be a team to watch up at the top. I, I firmly believe that. I know they're over on the uh, they're over on the NFC conference, but I just I can't get past the Rams uh, being in my head with Matt Stafford. So that's that uh, that's where I'll go for right now. I'd love to hear uh, what what Matt you've got to say real quick. Honestly, I. So I agree with you on the NFC, it's stacked, but the uh, the top stack is much smaller. I feel like almost smaller than normal. I feel like there's maybe three, four contenders up top and everybody else is just kind of like mediocre to bad this year. I mean, you said it yourself, Tampa Bay, as much as I hate to say it, Green Bay is probably up there and the LA Rams, those are probably your top three. Um you know, I mean, maybe somebody will come and surprise us, uh, but I feel like the NFC is much less kind of top heavy than the AFC is this year. I mean, you've got you've got basically the entire AFC West. Um, Denver's looking great um, with Russell Wilson, so that'll be exciting. You've got the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, of course, and then you've got the Chargers who picked up arguably one of the best linebackers in the game right now in Khalil Mack and the Raiders who picked up Devonte Adams, which 
John, I am sorry for your loss. I saw that face. I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, but, you know, it, I feel like the AFC is going to be a much stronger division. And I think this may be like the second, at least second season that this is the case. So should definitely be interesting at top if you're in the AFC. Yeah, it's um, as a Bills fan, I it's it's one of those feelings that you feel confident, but you don't want to feel too confident because those teams are getting stronger around there. Um, but also the Bills are getting stronger as well, and they did get stronger, and they draft. I think they drafted well, and I think they're going to have a great year this year. I think, as I mentioned uh, in the opening here, the Bills are uh, Bills are going undefeated this year, and they're also going to be winning the Super Bowl. Um, I'm not putting the hot take disclaimer in front of that because that's not a hot take. That's that's that's, that's stone cold the truth there. So everyone get, look forward to that. The, the parade's going to be in Buffalo. Um, it's going to be an exciting year. It's going to be an exciting year in Western New York. Uh, it's going to be an exciting year for the AFC. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Josh Allen is looking better than ever in his, like, five throws he had during the preseason. Um, <laughs> the the running back position, we're coming off of a, a solid finish to the year with Devin Singletary, then drafting uh, James Cook, looking like a solid addition to the team. Um, you know, it's, it's the wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs. Oh, what a guy, what a guy, Gabe Davis, um, really connecting. Like it's, this team is great. A thing that people forget, probably don't actually forget. Um, they were, the bills were a very deep, like they've been a defensive heavy team with, with Sean McDermott and, they've they've always had that top defense and seeing seeing the offense like okay like like this is a complete team this is this is a team that is competing now and anything less than the super bowl will be disappointing um that's the feeling for a lot of for everybody in buffalo and across across the world uh the bills mafia is feeling it um but you know it's it's looking great it's looking great the bills um the bills are going to be great this year they're the only team in the AFC East that's going to be over 500. So that's also a cool thing. It's also, John, I see you nodding your head over there. What, what, what do, you, do you think the Dolphins are going to be pulling something, something out of their, uh, their blowholes or something? Yeah, dude. Fins up. Oh, get out of their blowholes. <laughs> no, no, I want, I want to hear, John. I want to hear what's, what's your shaking your head for? You, Look, you, you think that Mac Jones is going to come back his sophomore year and throw, throw what he did last year? Do you think that he's going to have those same weapons around him, which was not much? Which is not much. Look, man, here's what I'm going to say. Number one, I, I think that discounting the Dolphins is a dangerous thing. You got, you have a stoned out Mike McDaniels or whatever the fuck his name is down there as their head coach. All right. And when he went on the Pat McAfee show, uh, like earlier this year, he gave the most profound statement ever when asked how he was going to improve this team. And he said quite simply that, uh, well, we're going to start by uh, scoring more points than the other team. And when you got Tyreek Hill, the human cheetah down there, I think they can pull it off. Uh, so, you know, I think saying that they're going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel. And then also, and we can get into this later, but you still got the architect out there. You know, maybe he's slipping, maybe he's not, but the architect Bill Belichick has proven and his record says you can't count that man out. Last year, the Patriots started out looking like doo-doo, end up making their way to the playoffs, all right? So let's let's be clear. Uh, the Buffalo Bills don't have a cakewalk, all right? I, I'm just saying I, I don't – I don't. contrary. 
Yeah, I, I don't think that it's really difficult for the Patriots to go eight and nine this year. And to your point of you got Tyreek Hill there, how how much how much could he actually do when you have when you have the little man throwing to him over there? How how much is he gonna do under throwing all of his passes to him? Was well, like he 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 hasn't had like a touchdown pass over twenty yards or something like that. Like it's that I could be Tyre- pulling that straight out of my ass, but Tyreek Hill is so fast, he'll be able to run to an underthrown pass by Tua. Yeah, but then he's still running into it though. I know. I I kind of I was kind of saying that half jokingly. Um, yeah, well. <laughs> uh, it was mostly it was mostly a joke aimed at Tua about his throwing ability. Uh, look, I, I I have to agree with John, Dave. Uh, look, in support of your point about the Bills going undefeated and going to the Super Bowl, they're look they're not playing Jacksonville this year, right? So you have no true challenges. On yeah, that's the true. We we, we have nope. a chance. You have a chance because you're not playing Trevor Lawrence led Jacksonville, where you can score nothing but field goals. Um, clown town down there clowned on yeah. your asses <laughs> um so no but um no i i mean i think the bills will probably win the division pretty handily but going back to john's point i definitely don't think it's going to be a cakewalk like i mean bill Belichick did what really not a lot of teams have been able to do before and that's take a team led by a rookie quarterback to the playoffs um which i'm sure has happened before I can't remember when the last time that happened, a rookie QB led their team to the playoffs, but it's certainly a unique occurrence. And Mac Jones is not impressive by any stretch of the imagination, but he's good enough to not lose games. And John, like you mentioned earlier about your Packers, you know, it's going to be all about the check downs and the, and the quick, quick passing game. Um, I think the Pats are just going to double down on that with Jones. They're going to, double down on the quick checkdowns to the their plethora of running backs that they have. They're going to, you know, try to throw those easy routes to just move the chains. And I think it's really going to frustrate defenses next year. Not like, you know, you're not going to play the Patriots and have the bills give up like a 50 yard touchdown. You know, what's going to happen instead is you're, they're going to get a, they're going to run and they're going to get like four yards. They're going to pass. They're going to get like, three yards they're going to run they're going to get like five yards they're going to pass they're going to get like six yards you know what i'm saying it's just it's going to be like it's going to be just so obnoxious to watch and there's going to be nothing you can do about it that's what i think the pats are next year and i think they're going to be their offense is going to be mediocre but good enough to take them to the next level real quick let's just remember take a trip down memory lane to 2021 when the patriots beat the bills 14 to 10 throwing that ball three times. They don't got to have a fucking quarterback. They yeah, do you also, top do you also remember the, the, the weather conditions of that game? That was the game when you can't I mean, throw the football. No, no, no. You, you both have good point. It, it, it was, it was an anomaly and I don't think that's going to happen again, but what it really does is it just showcases Bill Belichick's stubbornness and willingness to adjust and just be a fucking like G, you know, like he realized Mac Jones is going to fucking win the game for him. He's like, dude, it's the weather fucking sucks. You're probably freezing your little hands off. The coldest it gets in Alabama is like 55 degrees, you know, when you're playing football. So he's like, you know what? Just hand it off to the guy behind you. He'll fucking do the rest. And I'm pretty sure Damian Harris scored their only two touchdowns that game and got like a, also like a 
balls load of rushing yards. So I don't want to analyze a single game too much, but it does go to show how adaptable Bill is and how it's not going to be a cakewalk. I still think the Bills take the division. I still I mean, think they take the division, Dave. If, I'm not if, questioning your Bills. If we want to all, if we also, well, thanks, Joe. If we also want to <laughs> take a look back at the last game that the Bills played the Patriots, it was, oh the, my, per, it was yes. the perfect offensive game that the Bills had in the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, they absolutely poo pooed on them. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, 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 I'm like 90, 90% serious when I say that the Bills are going to go undefeated and, and uh, win the Super Bowl. Um, but no. Dave, uh, do you think that the departure of Dable is going to have Dabble, I don't know what pronunciation you prefer, is going to have a profound impact? Or do you think the Bills offense just picks up where they left off? Because uh, I think it's going to have a bigger impact than people think. Like, they're still going to be good. Because you still have Allen, who's really good, and Diggs, who's really good. But, like, schematically, do you think it's going to have a bigger impact than people think? Um, I feel like you will be able to get into it more at some point with the schematics and all that. Maybe that'll be another time we break down comparing uh, comparing the two uh, offensive coordinators. But I honestly don't think it will have that big of an impact. Um, okay. This was a guy that was the QB coach before. He was the QB coach, so he's been with Josh um uh growing up in the system here um this was a guy that josh picked for the role and i think that there's going to be enough there's going to be the sense of continuity but i also think it's going to be an interesting time seeing what what he does do with the game i mean he has he has he has one of the best quarterbacks in in the league out there he has uh one of the best wide receivers in the league right there but then he also has gabriel davis who is showing that he could be a real star in the game um as well as isaiah mckenzie who is uh showing to be that little bit of the dual threat but he's going to be out there in the slot role but then also the other day uh coach mcdermott said that yeah hey he's going to be out there for he's going to be out there lined up on the outside as well so i think that the bills have some depth i think that they're going to be looking great with Josh Allen. And I, I don't think that the, the uh, new, the new offensive coordinator is going to be having much of an impact on the game negatively or positively for that matter. And you know what? I'll just jump in here. Um, just one more final thing about these bills on on first look at their schedule. I thought, Oh, that's going to be a cakewalk, but I'm taking a look at the teams again. I mean, you got, at Los Angeles week one, Titans week two, you know, you've got the Chiefs in there, you've got uh, you've got the Bengals end of the season, you've got the Patriots twice end of the season, and sure, they're playing the NFC North, but it may not be, it may not be very easy, is all I'll say. I mean, okay, it won't be easy, but they're going to get the wins because it's not like the Bills are the underdog team in these situations. The Bills, the Bills are the team now. Got to go and beat they're the not Bills. Playing Jacksonville. True. Yeah, and they exactly. don't have to play Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, enough of that. Enough of the Bills. Joe, I want to hear about your amazing Saints team that you say that I think it was a week ago that you were saying that they were going to win the playoff or that they're going to win the division. Where, where are your standings on them now? Yeah. Look, man, I, I, I drag on the Saints a lot and I question a lot of the, the decisions they make. For example, the fact that they traded one of their best cornerbacks today for basically peanuts and gum wrappers. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, they traded their slot corner, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, 
for a fifth and a sixth round pick to Philadelphia. Um, was so, it, wasn't it two sixth round picks? No, no, no. It, it was a fifth and a sixth, I believe. Oh, wow. or, or am I wrong on that? No, that's right. It's a five and a six, and the Eagles got uh, Gardner, Johnson, and a and a seventh and a seventh. Yeah. So basically, so like that just like goes to sh- that tells me what the Saints organization is about. They're coming up on the end of his contract. They don't want to pay him the big money, and they'd rather just dole him out for fucking quarters rather than extend one of their best players. So that really was discouraging for me personally, but I also have to like think rationally and say, okay, they drafted a cornerback this year who they must have a lot of faith in Alante Taylor. And they have, you know, they still have Marshawn Lattimore. Um, They still have, you know, a pretty decent secondary, all things considered. They lost Malcolm Jenkins, who was getting up there in age anyways, and they lost, Marcus Williams to Baltimore, which also sucks. Um, But, you know, the defense overall is still sound. They still have one of the best linebackers in the league, Demario Davis, and they have a really solid line with a few veterans on there, like, you know, Cam Jordan, who's been around since 2011. So I think the defense will be fine. Um, I think the departure of Sean Payton is going to have a bigger impact than people think. Um, A lot of people like to shit on Sean for being like super risky and having kind of like a non-conventional offense, um, which was his downfall at times, but I also think was a major strength of his. The guy who's taking over the offense now, Pete Carmichael, you've all never heard of him. <laughs> he's the offensive coordinator. Um, I think he's honestly probably going to run things pretty white bread. I don't think he's going to do anything that interesting. Um, I think he just needs to trust in Jameis's big arm and the receiving threats we have this year, i.e. Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Jarvis Landry to push the ball downfield. Um, I don't think Alvin Kamara is going to have a very good year. I'll just throw that out there. I think it's going to be very reminiscent of last year where he, the yards per carry is going to be poo-poo pee-pee and he's mostly going to be a receiving back because uh, the offensive line is still booty cheeks. Um so, I mean, I don't know. I see them winning at least 10 games, maybe, and then squeaking into a wild card spot. But they were really overhyped this offseason, and I'm just not buying it. I'm just not buying it. Not to mention they're in a division with the Bucks, And you know Tom Brady, even though he's like a geriatric fuck, is going to pull some games out of his ass, and he's going to end up throwing for like 400, 300 yards for like five games in a row to all of his fucking weapons. Now there's fucking Julio down there. You know, they just keep collecting these weapons. Um, infinity stones. It is. It's literally like infinity, except, you know, in Marvel, there are only six infinity stones. Well, fucking Tom Brady has like 10 infinity stones. They just like pulled four more out of his ass for him. Man, so, Tampa Bay is that, that like that kid back in the day. Maybe, maybe this is too old for you guys, but that kid back in the day when you were playing Toontown, yeah. his mom and dad <laughs> let him put the credit card on there. Oh, so he yeah. had all the coolest shit. That's Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dude, like, fuck that. I, it, it's so unfair. And it's not even about money. It's just about the fact that like Tom plays there. And if you come here, we could potentially win you a Super Bowl. Like that's the draw of playing in Tampa right now. Like Tampa no Bay, in Tampa, Tampa Bay <sighs> took the, the Florida retirement mentality and said, what if we did that? But for football. <laughs> and you can come retire here and win a championship yep. and spend your yep. glory days here. <laughs> have, you, have you had like, have you had like a mid 
length to like long career do you want to stop playing football but also want to get a ring come to tampa win your ring and then get the fuck out and then tom will be here for an eternity that's how this is going to work and then the rest of the nfc south is going to be eternally frustrated because tom is going to do this whole retirement dance every year he's not actually going to retire actually this will probably be his last year let's be real but there's there's a little there's a little there's a little voice in the back of my head that's like he's never going to retire. He's just going to completely be out there forever. like the fucking crypt keeper wait, opening up the playbook. All right, children. Today we learn <laughs> the short option pass. <laughs> yeah, and dude, and I know Bruce Arians is gone, but like, dude, Tom Brady runs that fucking team. Nobody was oh, yeah. listening to Bruce Arians when he was there. They were like, all right, this is going to be the Tom Brady show. Tom, what do you like? Oh, you know what I really like? I like fucking crossing routes to my fucking six five wide receivers who nobody's covering okay yeah let's do that and it fucking works and the only team that's figured it out is the saints the only team that's figured the bucks out is the saints the bucks beat your bills dave they beat your packers they've shit on the bears enough you know so about it I got to challenge your the the saints are the only ones that figured it out didn't the didn't the la rams blank tom brady they didn't play no remember they all they didn't blank him they almost gave up like a two touchdown lead to him because their fucking running backs couldn't stop fumbling they kept fucking cam anderson what was that his name acres cam acres cam acres he fumbled like two times. I posted a fucking meme on Twitter about how Cam Akers carries the football. And it was a lady carrying a loaf of bread, like out of a bakery. And I'm like, this is how Cam Akers carries the football. And it got like 50 likes instantly. So like, dude, the Rams are like trying to give the game to Tom Brady. So like, yes, the Rams beat him, but like really the Rams really did. The, 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 the Bucks beat themselves in that game because they couldn't take advantage of the fact that you know, Cam Akers and company were trying to give the game away, but but no, you're you're right, John. They're they're a scary team, but you know they they still have vulnerabilities, and Tom Brady does have an Achilles heel, which is refreshing to know. And that that being the Saints, um, moving away from the NFC South, though, my favorite team this year, I think, is going to be the Chargers because I fucking love Justin Herbert, and I love that team, and call me a simp but i think he was he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now and i think that team is going is going to do some great things next year matt you look like you want to say something so please chime in because i love when anyone talks about these chargers no i honestly i really like the chargers and i mean they're in a possibly the most stacked division in the nfl this year yeah they have their work cut out for them for sure yeah but as you said i like herbert i honestly i I liked him since he was in Oregon. I think I started watching, paying attention like his senior year. And he's, I mean, always been great. He came out um, like either his rookie year. Was it his rookie year where he threw for like, like 3,800 yards or something crazy? Like he, that? So he, so his rookie year, he threw for like, it was like 4,300 4, yards. So it was like very, you know, reasonable. Last year, though, he threw for 5,000 yards. That's what it was. So that was, that was like a huge thing for like a second-year quarterback to come out of nowhere and throw for over 5,000 yards. Now, I know we have like one extra game, you know, with the 17-game season now. That was the first year it was 17 games. So if it wasn't a 17-game season, he wouldn't have thrown for 5,000 because he threw for like 5,000 and like 15 yards. 
but right. it's still super fucking impressive nonetheless. Oh yeah. I mean, you have a five in front of that number. Anybody's going to look at that and be like, that's awesome. But you know, yeah. not even, not even just Herbert. I mean, you have, you have a great running back in Eckler. You have yeah. two, uh, good to great receivers. You have, forget the guy. One of Keenan you, Allen. Yeah. Him Keenan and, Allen and Mike Williams. Mike yeah. Williams. Yeah. Those are the guys. And um, I mean, their defense, they just got Khalil Mack, who I think like, yeah, he had some, you know, not so great seasons with the Bears, but he was still and is still like one of the best outside linebackers in the game right now. And, yeah, and he's going he's gonna to have help now because he's going to be playing opposite of Joey Bosa, who's exactly. like, who hasn't been like the best defensive end in the last few years, but it's still but, very, very good. Well, yeah. I mean, you look at Bears film, like the past couple of years when we had Khalil Mack and you had offensive, you know, offensive line and tight ends, like double, if not triple teaming him. And so sure, you know, he may have been the only one on the defense by far and away that could have actually done anything. So yeah, his stats may not be the best over the past couple of years. Once, you know, other teams figured him out and realized that Bears didn't really have anybody else to, you know, really contest, but you know what? Now he's got Joey Bosa, who I think is very good. And I think maybe kind of a similar situation. People are looking at Joey Bosa and that's, you know, that's the guy to beat uh, when you're not looking at secondary. And now you have, now you have two guys that could be that guy. So I think the chargers are going to have a really good year. I'm saying, I'm saying 11 wins at least. Oh yeah. I could see 11. I'd book that. I'd book that hands down. I'd book that hands down. Okay. I want to I want to make a, a slight pivot here and I think, you know, it wouldn't be red zone rambling if we didn't we didn't address the the red hot elephant in the room. How are the Cleveland Browns going to do this year? What the fuck's going to happen with that team? Yeah, we need to talk about that. We need to talk about that. Um well, Deshaun Watson's suspension is what 11 games now, which is 11 games, joke. 12 weeks. He returns in the greatest storyline ever because the yeah. NFL is the greatest league ever. He will <sighs> return to face the Houston Texans on his first game back. Fucking scumbags. Scumbag NFL. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're gonna be uh they're gonna well, they're gonna be running the ball a lot, I think. I think Nick Chubb is gonna have his work cut out for him. Cause I mean, who's starting there? Jacoby, I think. Yeah, yeah. Jacoby because, that? because they dropped they dropped Rosen. Yeah. 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 Well, I think we all knew in the bottom of our hearts that Rosen wasn't going to be named the day one starter. Um hey man, Josh is a is a first overall pick in the NFL. All right. Don't don't ever take that away from him. Oh my god. No, but um oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I think though, I think it'll be the classic tale of the Browns, which is, you know, at least for the past couple of seasons, which has been good enough defense and then running game and then like not really a decent passing game I think Jacoby Brissett will be as good if not slightly worse than Jacoby so we'll see I don't know their QB depth chart I'd like to know more about that I don't have it up maybe one of you does I want to talk about that because I'm sure it'll be a QB carousel this year we so we started talking about the Browns I wanted to see the depth chart for myself um, so Deshaun Watson is listed, listed as their starter, suspended. Jacoby Brissett's number two, so he's going to be playing for 12 weeks. Josh Dobbs is three, who I don't think I've heard that name since he 
he was drafted. Yeah, that's like that's I don't even remember what class was he in. That's that's super stale. Um, oh my god, I want to say, fucking what year was he drafted, man? Like 16, 15 or sixteen, maybe. He's not that old, but like it seems like a really long time ago. Okay, he was drafted in twenty seventeen. He was drafted in seventeen by the Steelers. Who is this? So Josh, Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. He's basically exactly, a career Dave. backup. Yeah, exactly. He's a career like a backup. Skin. Yeah, he's he he looks like a toe. Like that's, <laughs> that's the thing about Josh Dobbs. He just looks like a big toe. Yeah, but I mean, after that, they like they don't have anybody on the roster, so they're either going to have to look to free agency or, you know, UDFAs find somebody quick to fill in that spot, at least for the first 12 weeks. Till I Deshaun think, comes I think they have though, they have Jacoby Brissett. Well, right. I mean, yeah, he's good too. enough. I don't, I, I, you're not going to go spend money on a quarterback after you spent money on a quarterback. Well, no, you're not like, going to spend a ton Especially of money Deshaun Watson. Well, then you have what you got. Like you, if, if you think that you're going to go spend minimal money on a quarterback and that'll make it so much better for you to be in playoff position come week 12, like, I, I don't know. I don't, th- I don't think that it will matter in that situation. I think Jacoby Brissett, I mean, I also, I don't, I haven't followed the Browns at all. I think, but I think that he's going to be their starter. They're, they're just going to see him through for 12 weeks unless if he's injured, unless if he gets injured, I like mean- that, that's who you have to go with. I don't disagree with you. I think, I think Brissett's going to do a fine job, you know, at the very least until Watson comes back, if not for the rest of the season, but um, you know, what happens when he gets injured? What happens when Josh Dobbs sucks? Here's the deal, man. They are going to lean so hard into that running back room. Like the Cleveland Browns are desperately going to try to be the Tennessee Titans. And that's all they need to be until Deshaun Watson comes back, regardless of how you feel about the guy himself. uh, The Cleveland Browns paid that motherfucker, made him the highest paid son of a bitch in the NFL. So guaranteed money. So they're, they're not going after anybody. There were these nonsense rumors that, Oh, maybe they'll bring in Jimmy G for a few weeks. No, they're not going to spend money on anybody. They're going to just ride the fucking run game and desperately hope that's enough that between Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, uh, and then I don't remember who their third running back is now, uh, but uh, they historically have actually had a pretty decent third running back in the backfield. That's what they're going to, they're going to run that son of a bitch straight into their uh, week 12 or week. What is it? Week 12 by week. And then Deshaun gets to come back in week 13 or it's a week 11 by week. And Deshaun gets to come back. Um, and then they're going to just desperately hope. I don't think the Browns have any goal higher than to just be at least a wild card team. If they right. can stay in the chase, that's all they need. They're holding out hope. Yeah. I mean, I think their only way of getting back is if they, if another year of Lamar Jackson getting injured, like, uh, that would be their only only close resemblance to being able to get back. Right. Because, I mean, you got Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's with the Ravens for now. I know there's some some drama there. Well, I mean, I'm just talking about this season, though. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and, he, and Lamar was injured. Like, that was the reason why the Steelers snuck in there, because because Lamar was injured. And they, right. they were going with, with uh, whatever, Randy Hunley or Todd Hunley or whoever, the, right. whoever it is. Um, so, I don't know. I yeah. think the Brown and but they have Amari Cooper, so maybe he could do something. Yeah, I mean they don't have like 
I agree. I think if the Browns could just pound the run, you know, maybe get a few passes to Amari Cooper, Peoples Jones is okay. Um, David and Joku, their tight end, like, you know, they, they might be able to keep themselves in. Whenever, uh, whenever they have to punt it, they have the greatest kicker, the greatest punter of all, all time, Corey right. Bajorquez. Corey is, I love that dude. I was yeah. sad to see him go from the Green Bay. Well, okay. Packers. All right. Somebody, Same. somebody needs to explain this to me. Why do you guys like him so much? Because you guys talk about him a lot. And I'm just sitting here like, what's the deal with this guy? Is he like, he has a, he has a good mustache, but he was also a really good punter with the bills. He like, he was constantly getting it in like the 10 and like, like he, he oh. was just, he was, he was, he was a really good punter. And the reason why they, oh, they're like, Oh, well, we're going to have to pay him more money. So let's bring in, let's bring in Hawk and then Hawk blue. So, um, then we don't talk about the puncher situation this year. Yeah. Um, and Corey came out to Green Bay. Similarly, he did pretty well while he was out there. Uh, and then ultimately the Packers moved on. And, uh, you know, and now their here special we are. teams haunted them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was such a fucking disaster. But we got Rich Passaccia in there now. And I believe in Rich. So let's you know, John, go. I don't know who that is, but you seem so confident. I bet he's, he'll do great. Rich Basaccio <laughs> was the special teams coordinator for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders and then took over the season after John Gruden had to unceremoniously get the fuck oh. out of town. Uh, was he, he damn was near he, got that team to the playoffs. Was he with the Raiders when they had Sebastian Janikowski kick a 72-yard field goal? Sorry, attempt a 72-yard field goal? <laughs> I don't actually know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really long time ago, so he probably wasn't. That's just – I always find that story really funny when they were like, yeah, fuck it. Let's see if he could nail a 72-yarder. Fucking old-ass Sebastian Janikowski. And it doesn't even go like halfway – hey man there was there was some kid i just saw a video of that was that he kicked like an 80 yard field goal now it was it was not against any actual pressure or anything like that and i'm pretty sure the wind was to his favor so um one thing i gotta ask here and then i'll shut up but matt (laughs) specifically i'm open to everybody but matt specifically you um being a Chicago Bears fan uh no I'm not going to ask you about the Bears what I am going to ask you about though is the Houston Texans and Lovey Smith making his return you of all people probably know more about Lovey than the rest of us is he going to be able to do anything with that team down there are they still going to be a disaster I mean he led their defense to terrible rankings last year and then somehow manages to become the head coach so what's going on you know, I honestly, I think when we had Lovey at the Bears, he was the safe pick. When Illinois hired Lovey, he was the safe pick. When Houston picked him up and then put him into the head coaching position, it was the safe pick. He, and I feel the same way similarly about um, Matt Eberflus, but, you know, they're defensive minded guys. And sure, they, you know, they can, if they're given weapons, I mean, he's on Houston, like, what does he really have? But, um, you know, once if you give guys like those defensive weapons, they'll absolutely turn a defense into a squad full of monsters. I mean, take a look at, you know, the 2003 to 2007 ish Bears like their defense is one of the greatest of all time. And I mean, I I saw that face. I come on. Uh, But, (laughs) you know, Houston really not helping Lovey out. And Lovey is the type of coach that 
sure, if he has great weapons and uh, a really solid team in most areas, yeah, he can probably take you pretty far in the playoffs, but Houston does not have any of that. And <laughs> therefore, they're going to keep being trash. I very much agree. I, I don't think we're going to see much out of Houston. Um, maybe they shock us. Maybe they surprise us. But uh, until I see it, Cian's believing for me down there with Lovey Smith and the Houston Texans. It's now I, I, I got a necked QB, John. They're super long necked QB, <laughs> and I, I gotta say that I am obligated to uh, partially cheer on the Houston Texans. Uh, a good friend of mine and a guy I played football with in, in high school uh, is still currently on their roster. So, uh, you know, hey, let's go, DJ. Oh, wow. Maybe you can get on the team. You stay on a 53-man. Love you, guy. Good luck to you out there. What does he play? He's a running back. He's he's bounced around the league on some practice squads and, and on and off some 53-man rosters. Nice. Darius Jackson, huge fan. Love the guy. Uh, had an unfortunate big ACL tear and blowout over in Cleveland right before they ended up with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So obviously then Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt happened over there and uh, he's not, he's just not been able to catch traction ever since, but still out there still doing the work and shit dude's still getting that check from the NFL. So he's doing a lot better than a lot of guys I know. Um, All right. Well, we're rooting for him. I'm, hey, I'm, yeah. I'm on the Darius Jackson train now. Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> Bring him on yeah. the show. I'm me up. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I'll, I'll give him a call. See if we can get him on here. So but uh, you know what, boys? Let's get into the real meat and potatoes of, of the heart of, of Red Zone Rambling, and that's our red hot takes. What's uh, what do we got out here, boys? Who wants to who wants to step up to the batter's box and layeth the smacketh down with a take? All right, I had something that's been simmering, and Joe, Dave, we talked about this earlier today, so it's been it's been stewing, simmering. You know, we got that we got that five alarm spice going right now. And so here we go. Um, so the cold take of this portion is that the NFC North is going to look like the NFC East. Every team is going to be ass. My medium take is that every team is going to have a losing record. And my, my hot take here, and this one's, this one's pretty spicy. I think the Lions are going to surprise us all, <laughs> win the division, and take the um, and take the only spot that the NFC North gets in the playoffs this year. The um, the Lions are going to be leading the division eight nine, maybe eight eight and one. They're not going to be good, but they're going to be winners. Uh, next is going to be the Vikings. They're going to be like seven and seven and ten, something around there. Next is the Bears, five and twelve. Packers implode, doesn't work, three and fourteen. Book it. Sounds like a true 85 Bears fan living in the past, making shit up in your head. Hey, if I was living in the past, I would have said Bears undefeated. I very clearly had them third in the division, but you know what? Matt, you love the you love the Lions because of Campbell, don't you, Squidward? <laughs> uh, you you see through my my ruse. I do indeed. I really like Dan Campbell. I think he's like he's a fun coach to watch, and I just feel like. Yeah, they're a division rival, but like I have a soft spot for them. No, I I, I get that, man. I totally get that. Dan Campbell, especially I think with uh, Hard Knocks coming to town, yeah. has has elevated Dan Campbell in the uh, in the eye of the people. So, Dave, what about you, man? What are your what are your spicy hot takes out here? 
Um, well, I guess I'll start off with my bills. Like it's, this is a medium take because it's, it's not, it's not too spicy. This is going to, we're going to, we're going to get an answer to this question possibly even before this episode's published. Um, but I don't think the bills are going to be signing a punter this year. And I think they're going to be going with third string quarterback, Matt Barkley. Uh, he had a nice, uh, nice punt the other day during, a uh, during the preseason game, 53 yard punt. Um, you know, I think I think that he has what it's wow. ta- what it takes, uh, especially given that the Bills are probably not going to be punting a whole lot of times this year, uh, similarly to how they were last year. So I think they're going to stick with their third string quarterback as their punter, not go out there looking for anything else and uh, see how that goes. Um, I think a, a spicier take, though, especially going off of, well, probably what all three of you have to say about this team, but I think that the bears are going to be actually a lot better than you guys all think. And I also think that the bears are going to win the division. I wouldn't say pretty easily, but I'd say that's probably going to be pretty, it's going to be close. Um, It's going to be a lower score. It's going to be a lower uh, win division. So I probably put them. What, what would that be like 10 and 10 and seven? Would that be? 10 and seven, nine and eight. That's going to be, that's going to be your first place bears. And I think that the, the Packers will be close behind them. If not like some tie and having to do some tiebreaker or whatever is done in football. But I think that the bears are going to actually kind of click. I think that Eberflus is going to be enough of a change. And I think that the, the direction of that team is looking a lot better than they were. Um, the, the culture of that team is looking great. I think Justin Fields, while he might not have the guys surrounding him that he's that's needed to succeed, I think that his talents are going to elevate him and he's going to, he's going to be able to learn better under a different core underneath uh, different management. So um, I guess that the bears are going to win the division and I guess the bears are going to be good. Your lips to God's ears, Dave. Is this what it's like to be a Bears fan? <laughs> no, you have way too much hope to be a Bears fan. I think Bears fans are all teetering on the edge of drowning themselves in a bucket of Jardinera uh, every single year. Jardinera and Malort, to be exact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I li- I'm uh, I'm liking these uh, the, the the Bears take, David. I I also think people are ragging on the Bears a lot. I I, I still think they're going to be bad. I'll be completely honest, um, but I think they're going to do a lot better than people think, especially with the change in management. I think a defensive-minded coach um, leading the team is going to be interesting um, compared to the bullshit they've had with fucking Nagy in the last four seasons. But anyways, my hot take has nothing to do with the Bears. So I'll come out and say mine. I touched on this briefly with Dave and Matt earlier. But I think the dark horse to make the playoffs and make some noise this year is the Commanders. Um, and hear me out. Hear me out. So they got a defense with a very, very talented defensive end coming back who was injured and all out all of last season, Chase Young. And I think people forget about that. Not to mention they have just like a freaking stacked defensive line. They have all these really, really good players, despite losing a whole bunch of other ones. Um, you know, they have Darren Payne, who they drafted last year or a few years ago in the first round, who's really good. Um, 
you know, they have, they have a bunch of guys everywhere on the defensive line. You can play multiple positions. You know, their secondary is good enough. They gave the saints some headaches last year when they played them with, you know, when Jameis was still healthy and slinging that thing around. So I think they're going to kind of have like a 2020 esque year where they post a mediocre record, but somehow weasel their way into the playoffs and, you know, give a team like the bucks, a mini heart attack, you know, like they did in the playoffs two years ago. Um, I think that was two years ago, right? That was 2020. Um, So I don't know that maybe, maybe that's not that spicy of a take, but I think they're going to be really good. And they're the NFC dark horse to follow this year. Keep an eye on the commanders. Also keep an eye on Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh. Um, I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. I think he was a horrible fit for the Bears, but I think in Pittsburgh under Tomlin and having way better weapons, he's going to have a, a, a sophomore Najee Harris to hand the ball off to. He's going to have TikTok. Wait, no, is, is Chase Claypool on TikTok? No, that's that was, oh, Chase, that was that Juju. Was, that was Juju. Okay, well, Chase Claypool is also obnoxious, right? Um, so he has <laughs> has an obnoxious Chase Claypool to throw to. I think uh, Titties is going to make a, a a little bit of noise in Pittsburgh this year. And I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. I mean, his ability to roll out of the pocket is super underrated. Um, His accuracy and decision-making leaves a lot to be desired, which is arguably the two most important parts of being a quarterback. But I, I think he's going to make some noise in Pittsburgh. Um, So those are kind of my two hot takes, probably not as hot as, you know, the lions leading the NFC North or, or, um, or Dave's with the bears, but um, you know, I think it's going to be an interesting year. That's all I have to say. We're, there's going to be a lot of unexpected things happening. So I have a quick thing about the QB situation. I think I talked to John about this before off the camera, but I think that this is a good thing to touch on quickly. Do you think that Mitch Trubisky is going to be playing for a while there, uh, Joe? Um, because you do have uh, the hometown boy, Kenny Pickett there that the Steelers just drafted in the past draft. Um do you think that the leash is going to be long on Trubisky to, you know, like, let's see if he can work, work through these lumps a little bit. No, I, I, th- I think, um, on, I think honestly, I'm not really sure. I think Kenny Pickett shined in preseason, if I'm not mistaken, like, I think he did really well. Um, but then again, I think preseason is kind of a crock of shit and anyone can do amazing in preseason and then absolutely just dump an enormous turd during the regular season. So I think we're going to see titties probably start things off and kind of play like the veteran, you know, mentoring role and then kind of pave the way that way um, for the young QB. But we'll see. I I honestly think Trubisky is probably going to play the majority of the season unless he gets injured or he just starts sucking really, really hard, which would, suck for me because that would mean my hot take was incorrect but that's why it's a hot take right <laughs> so he'll he'll be the uh nate he'll be the nate peterman to the josh allen then essentially is what you're saying <laughs> probably so, so, think, something in that realm yes i think trubisky's got a season max and if he doesn't go you know go crazy this season then he's going to be out and um and pick it he's going to be in that's yeah, I mean, he's he. That. I think he's there as kind of the veteran voice. You know, they're going to have him start the season. They're they're not going to throw uh, Pickett into the fire, and you know, unless he performs below average or gets injured, I think he's going to play for the rest of the season. Which I think he can do well enough to take the Steelers to the playoffs. 
Um, but hey, TJ Watt just went down with a pretty big injury. So, and he's kind of a really important part of their defense. So if he's not playing, then the defense might blow and and then that that could sink that whole, you know, go stealership. But who knows? Um, John, why don't you wrap us up on hot takes here? Because I feel like I've been rambling a long time on red zone ramblings and we haven't heard your thoughts yet. No, man, not at all. I've certainly eaten up my time on the mic uh, in this episode, especially. I will say this. Number one, you're completely wrong about Mitch Trubisky. That dude has four games, four games. If they don't win all four of those games, that motherfucker is out the door, sitting on the bench. He becomes Kenny Pickett's backup. That whole fucking city wants him. That whole city, Mitch Trubisky, I honestly, I don't think he's going to go tank. I actually agree with you. I think he's going to play pretty well. I think that, though, the Steelers have to win those first four games or it gets real fucking loud in Pittsburgh to get that son of a bitch out of here. I agree with Matt that he only has one season there regardless. I don't think they're going to want to pay him. Uh, I don't think they're going to want to keep him around. He's going to end up just like he did in Buffalo. Hey, he had a pretty good season when he got the opportunities to play, but Hey, see you later. Good luck. Go on, go do some other stuff. That's what's going to happen with old boy out there. Uh, Kenny Pickett will come in partway through this season. He will finish as the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers and potentially have a pretty good season. We'll see what happens. Now, my takes, my hot takes look as follows. Number one, I actually agree with uh, with you guys a little bit. I think that uh, the Chicago Bears look a little bit better. I think that in particular, the quarterback situation looks a lot better I think, though, the Chicago Bears finished last in the division. I think the division fight is going to come down between the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. The Detroit Lions finished above 500. I don't know by how much, but they finished above 500 to squeeze in that third. I actually think the Detroit Lions potentially go one-in-one against everybody in the division this year. I think they have the opportunity to do that. Dan Campbell's got those boys buzzing. They're out there chewing kneecaps, man. And maybe I'm buying too much into the hype coming off of watching uh, the hard knocks with them. But that's where I'm at on those guys. I also think that hands down worst team in the league this year is going to be the New York Jets. They're going to shit the bed. I don't know if they get more than three wins this year. And I have to eat crow on that because a year ago on this podcast, my hot take was that old boy Zach Wilson Big player, hide your moms, was going to be the best out of that class. He shit the bed. He showed that wasn't true. I don't think that the New York Jets have fuck all going on, and they actually might do worse than the New York Giants up there in New York. By the way, we might as well call them what they all really are, the real trash of New York, where the trash always ends up over in New Jersey because there is only one New York team. That is the Buffalo Bills. They're going to own that state. They're going to own that division, I do believe. I think they're going to have a hard way to go. They're not going undefeated, Dave. I hate to tell you. But that's that's where I'm at with this. I think we're going to see some real interesting shit happen. I think the the Raiders are going to shock some people. I don't know how well they're going to do but I really think they're going to do well. But my spiciest take potentially here, I think Matt Ryan and the Indianapolis Colts go on one hell of a fucking run as Matt Ryan decides to take that tractor one more round. And he, uh, this might be Matt's last year. And I think dude's got a shot to go get a ring. I don't know if they'll pull it off, 
but the fucking Colts were one game away with a super questionable Carson Wentz from making it in the playoffs. I think that he's going to lead them, man. I think this is also the year that Frank Reich has to win in Indianapolis or it's time to pack your bags so long. See you later. Get the fuck out of town, boy. That team wants to win. Their owner, who is a baller, I love Jim Ursay. If you've not seen this dude on interviews, dude's a legit rock star. He has promised that city some Super Bowl wins. I think he's looking to deliver, and I think Matt Ryan can be the guy to do it with that backfield uh, and with, with an offensive line that's ready to go, man. So that's that's where I'm at. That's my takes. I don't know how many of those are super spicy, but I'm cranking a little bit of the heat level up, especially on that Indianapolis one. Um, I don't think that the commanders can do much with Carson Wentz. I'm sorry, Carson, when he plays well, God, he's spectacular. Problem is he has the worst decision making in the league, I think. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. I want to thank you boys. This has been a blast, man. I can't wait for the season. We are, uh, as of the day of recording this episode, we're like 10 days away uh, from, from kickoff of the official NFL season. We get done with the preseason bullshit that does not matter. Most of those fools are not even on teams anymore. No disrespect. You made it a lot farther than me, all right? But you're not on teams <laughs> anymore. We got to see a lot of great previews of the XFL coming out next year. Can't wait to see those boys make it into the XFL again. Uh, but the fact of the matter is we're, we're here. The NFL season is back. We're going to see some crazy shit. We had some crazy shit happen in the offseason. And, ah, I'm so ready. But with that, we will see you next time with the Red Hot Take.